Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sam McEwen. Ah, uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna throw the ball and you just stand back there and throw us where you wanna go. You know, and that kind of thing. Sam McEwen. Are you guys going? Um, sure. Now, Sam McEwen. We're kicking off our number two here on Herd Out Sports Radio. I'm Robbie Lula, Andrew Rogers here with me. We are live on AM590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri Cities, and we are brought to you by Dire Law. Dire Law has you covered. If you've been hurt in a personal injury accident, you can count on the Dire Law team to provide you with a helping hand when you need it, no matter what you're dealing with. Call the Dire Law team at 402-393-7529 or visit dire.law to chat with trusted professionals about your personal injury claim. That's D-Y-E-R dot law. Joining us now is Sam McEwen from the Omaha World Herald. Sam, how are you this morning? Good, guys. How are you? Hey, Sam. Good to hear from you. Yeah, same here. We are doing well here. Uh, You know, let's start with Nebraska basketball. They got a pretty massive win yesterday. I know Michigan State, the name and jersey is a little bit more impressive than Michigan State, the team this year, although a lot was expected from the Spartans. But how important was it for Nebraska to get back on the winning track after the way they lost that Minnesota game? Important for sure. Yeah, I, you know, I thought going into this stretch, going two and two, um, which means they got to beat K State. Going two and two was was going to be really, you know, important to their NCAA tourney hopes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they might still go two and two. I mean, they got to go to Kansas State and win there. Uh, it's probably the second best team they're going to face in this stretch. But um, they got an important win last night, you know, and, and I think they they saw that. If they do the things that their coach wants them to do, and more to the point that they do it for 40 minutes, good results will follow. And so he'll be able to use this game as an example of, you know, remember when we talked about this and remember what we did against Michigan State. So he'll be able to use that as sort of a, as sort of an object lesson. You know, it's, it, it's an important win. Um, this is a team that I think has should make the NIT. 
and could make the NCAA tournament. They, it's got to fall right. They, they got to win the right number of games. They probably got to get to 20 wins, I think, to feel good about an NCAA tournament first. But, but you know, NIT takes about 17, and I think they can get there with, with some ease. And uh, I thought they played well yesterday, and they, they withstood the pressure and, and all the rest. Michigan State, obviously, is very good, and, and their coach knows it. He's, you know, taking this bizarre stance of principle to not play their five-star freshman forward. He didn't play last night. Hard to know why. Um, very few coaches can get away with that, but but uh, but I think he's, he's not going to have much of a choice. going to have to play that guy going forward. And if that guy played last night, I don't know. Maybe they won. I, I, it's hard to say. Uh, it's really it's really strange what Michigan State's trying to do or attempting to do, but Nebraska doesn't need to worry about that because they won the game. You know, Sam, before the start of the season, you could probably say Nebraska got the wins backward. Minnesota should have been the W, ended up being the L. Michigan State should have been the L, ended up being the W. In this game, though, in particular, because playing a Tom Izzo team, any, any Tom Izzo team, whether it's this year or, or once a year's past, not coming in with any momentum is a very difficult task to then ultimately end in, uh, in, in the win column. How important was Nebraska's bench yesterday? In particular, Sam Hoiberg's defense and C.J. Wilcher's points. Important, yeah. They have depth. You know, that's the one thing they've got uh, that that other teams in the Big Ten, a lot of other teams in the Big Ten, do not have. Uh, they they've got they've got options on the bench, uh, and they're not going anywhere for the calendar year, if that makes sense. So, you know, like those guys. I mean. You know, Boogie Coleman's not going anywhere. This is his last year, so he's going to play, and and he may not play every game, but but they've got an opportunity to use him if they need him. Sam Hoiberg's not going anywhere, so if Sam has a game where he only plays three minutes, well, you know, so it goes. I mean, Sam will play 17 the next. Uh, so they've got they've got depth, and they've got depth that's, that's sticking around for the balance of the season. They they don't have to ask a lot of their true freshmen. I do think Eli Rice is a, going to be a very good player. Probably needs to, you know, uh, loosen up defensively a little bit, be a little bit more active there. But, but uh, he's going to be a good player. So they've got they've got depth. It it should serve them well. You know, I think it should serve them well. Thought it served them well last night. She was Alex hurt, and I you know, this was a game. And Izzo mentioned it after the game. This was a game where I don't know that they missed Alex too much. Because Michigan State's post play is not very good, mm-hmm. uh, there will be games where they will miss Alec a great deal, and they need to get him back uh, for for those games. And K State may be one of them. K State's got isn't tall, but they're physical. Um, you know, so I thought they could play without Alec last night and be okay because Juwan Gary offers some some opportunities that just make the team better offensively. But uh, you know, the depth is crucial to this team, and they're they're going to be. They're going to be tough to beat. I, you know, I don't know how many wins it looks like, 17, 18, 19, but they're going to be very competitive this year because if one guy's having a bad night, you can put him on the bench, you can try somebody else, and you might get a better result. And, and last night I thought you know, they brought in C.J. Wilcher. Bryce Williams wasn't his best game. Might have been one of C.J. Wilcher's better games. So that kind of stuff happens. Sam, you, know, you, you mentioned the, the ability to kind of try – out different guys based on who's having a good night who's not how sustainable do you think that is to not necessarily have kind of that go-to guy 
as the Big Ten season wears on? I know we kind of think of Tominaga that way, but that's not always how he plays. I think it's sustainable. I, I don't think it's a, a league full of top-end players. Probably the best player in the country plays for Purdue. But, you know, after that, eh, you know, there's just not as many. Now, again, there are teams with good players. Terry mm-hmm. Shannon is a really good player mm-hmm. and could be, could be an All-American. Um, Jameer Young doesn't play for a great team, but he, he he's an all-conference player. But but they you don't have a bunch of teams with three or four guys, and you don't have that team with a Murray, you know, a, a Kenyon or a Keegan Murray. So, you know, I mean, I think I think it's sustainable. I I don't think uh, the league is is overwhelming. I think there's going to be opportunities to win games. There are teams that you look at and you're like. That's going to be hard. I think Illinois is going to be hard for Nebraska to beat. I think Illinois has a lot of the pieces that make it hard for Nebraska to beat them. Uh, I think Northwestern is going to be hard for Nebraska to beat. But but I think it's sustainable. Um, you know, Casey is who he is, and, and he had a real nice game, I thought. Hit a couple of threes. And, uh, the one thing he does is he makes the defense worry about him. You can't just let him beat. you got to, you got to kind of follow him around. And that's good, um, you know. And I thought Rink Math played a, a game that it was a good Rink Math game. That's the kind of game that you need to see from him all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and the most important, a, a very smart coach once told me the two most overlooked things of a coach, and this is ironic, but it really is, is scoring and defensive rebounding. And and the point that that person was making is. Coaches can harp and focus so much on every other little intangible that, man, is it nice when you have somebody who can put it in the bucket and who can clear the glass when a team misses a shot. And I thought Rick Ness did a really good job of, of, the, of the latter. And, of course, then he had the assist. This team needs defensive rebounding probably more than anything else. They've got guys that can score. Uh, they can put it together on any given night. Juwan Gary is doing that. I don't know if he's going to do it all season. But Jawan's playing quite well offensively. Um, so what you need is guys that can clear the glass defensively, and I thought Matt did that. Rick Matt does not need to score 17 points a game. He doesn't. Uh, if he scores 10 or 11 or even 9, you can live with that. That double-digit number as a rebounder is what you need from him. And if he does that every single night, uh, this team's going to be tough to beat because rebounding is what Nebraska Deep down, what Nebraska needs great rebounding, and I thought last night they got. Sam, I, I'd like to switch gears now to football. As we know, some big visitors set to visit Nebraska. Um, Kyle McCord, Julian Fleming. Uh, we know conversations were had with Sam Levitt, Cam Ward, Will Howard. Although, if I were a betting man, uh, it seems as though Nebraska is the favorite to sign McCord as of right now. Um, do you think a pocket passer is the right move for the Huskers? Or would you rather see someone that has the ability to to create with the legs as well. well. Anytime you can get a pocket passer who moves, you'll take pass. Oh, but if you're asking me, do I would I rather see Nebraska get a Kyle McCord or go get a guy that runs around a lot? I'll take the pocket pass. I think, um, and here's why. I think it makes it makes the rest of your team have to step up what they do 
Um, and it and it empowers your receivers and your running backs and your tight ends and your linemen. Because, like, listen, this guy's going to stay in the pocket and he's going to be a distributor. We're not going to ask him to run 13 times a game. Those carries are going to go to our running backs, you know, and, and our wide receivers. And we're going to throw the football like a normal throwing football team. <laughs> and you know what? Players like that. They, they want that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, this guy's going to stay in the pocket. He's going to throw me the ball. I like that. They like um, Now, there's nothing wrong with, with, with Patrick Mahomes. That, that, that's ideal. Uh, but, you know, you, you don't always get that. And you can't, you don't always, you can't always easily predict who that's going to be. Like, you know, you can see the athleticism of Sam Levitt, but what you don't know is whether Sam is, is Bo Nix or he's, you know, not. Like, he's below that. He's a guy that isn't very accurate. Or you just don't, you just don't know. You don't know if he's power five athletic and accurate or if he's group of five athletic and accurate. Um, you know, upside for a Sam Levitz, maybe a Tanner Mordecai. And I thought Tanner Mordecai, when he was healthy at the end of the year, or, or healthier, that made Wisconsin a pretty good team. I thought Nebraska played arguably its best game, very close to its best game of the year at Wisconsin. And Mordecai beat him. You know, he just he just outplayed him. You know, and that, that, that happened. Uh, but, you know, so, yeah, I think, I think McCord. Uh, is a good pick. I, it, it, it shows that Nebraska is very serious mm-hmm. about getting better because McCord's not going to go to some place where he cannot uh, be a pro-style quarterback. I mean, he's going to go somewhere where he can throw the football 30 to 35 times a game and prepare himself for the NFL uh, because he only has the one year left. So, you know, Nebraska. if, if Nebraska is serious about that, then they're going to be serious about trying to design, devise that kind of offense. And we'll see how it goes. I mean, uh, I, I'm not opposed to it, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Sam, is it fair to say that the system that Marcus Satterfield wants to run dramatically favors a more traditional dropback passer? Well, it, it, I think it favors somebody, you know, who um, at least embodies those skills. Again, if you can get the, the mobility, that's a bonus. You know, just... Oh, Sam, we lose you there? Shane, we lose Sam? Might have. I'll check for him. All right, let's try and get him back there. Uh, I, so the, the, the point of my question there was with, you know, I think some of us are having a hard time envisioning what we saw on offense this year and saying, well, Kyle McCord isn't going to be able to run some of those plays. It's like, yeah, I don't, I don't think Marcus Satterfield wants to run those plays again. <laughs> you know, we, we heard him talk about with the options specifically, but I, I think more than that, I think the overall, I think the overall look of what the offense was isn't really what Marcus Satterfield wanted to do. I think they adjusted to it because of who they got in the portal. I don't know if Jeff Sims was handpicked or – we have him, Shane? Yeah, we have him back. Um, I don't know if, if Jeff Sims was handpicked or if he was just the best they thought they could mm-hmm. get. But, um, Sam, we, we got cut off in the middle of your answer there yeah. about the uh, Satterfield offense. But uh, yeah. to, to give context again, uh, just I, I think sometimes Nebraska fans are having a hard time because they probably didn't see a ton of Satterfield before 
uh, imagining a Kyle McCord in the offense that we saw called this year. And, and I guess I just don't think they have much interest in, in calling many of those plays again. Right. Yeah. I, what I would say is that, you know, if you look at the run game that, that, that uh, Satterfield wants to run and, and the pass game that he wants to run, it's a pro-style passing game and a, a pro-style run game. Um, I think that they inserted the option midseason because they uh, they were playing Harvard and they had to maximize his skill set. And you know, again, there there is certainly a time, and it may be two or three years from now, where you can look back on year one, and we will know in three years' time whether year one was an unfortunate situation where they they held themselves back because you know they they did all these other things or if it was just um, you know a blip on the radar and we're going to find that out you know if they sign McCord and he comes to the football program and then they go into next year and they throw the football you know 20 35 times a game and and they run it you know however many times let's say they run it 35 times and they throw it 35 times or 30 times um, you know you'll you'll know um, but this was the worst pass offense uh, in the Big Ten or darn near I guess Iowa was worse um, you know, it was one of the worst pass offenses in the country. Um, it's going to be very, very hard to attract running backs and receivers to this kind of statistical output. And one of the things that I think is absolutely true is if you look at the teams that might have made the playoff, right? So we're, we're expanded out to the 12. Look at the passing numbers for those teams and tell me if Nebraska fits into that. They don't. And so, you know, um, it is what it is. The option stuff got them to five wins. It was a nice novelty story for a little while. You're not going to win the Big Ten doing that. Again, I mean, the, the, the fun thing about all of this is that the, the division is gone. It is over. And so now it's about winning the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. And it's about going and beating Ohio State, Michigan, Oregon, Washington, USC, Penn State, UCLA, Wisconsin. Good Easy. luck doing that with the triple Easy. lock. <laughs> not going to do it. Not going to win it with the triple lock. Not going to win it with the triple option. So, you know, you, you got to it, – it's time. Like, it's really, really time. And we'll see. We'll see what they – I think they know that, too. Like, it's, it's time to join everybody else, Missouri and Iowa State and Kansas, Kansas State, yes, even Colorado and Oklahoma State and Oklahoma, all the teams that used to be in Nebraska's league. They all know how to do this. Nebraska needs to learn how to do it, too. they got more resources than arguably every school that I just rattled off, mm-hmm. with maybe the exception of Oklahoma. But I think they got more resources than Oklahoma in some ways, too. they got more resources than every other school I mentioned, though. Time to fight a quarterback. Time to throw the football. Time to be a, a grown-up offense that's not relying on, you know, quarterback power on third and four. Grow up. And they will. They will. They know it. They get it. They'll do it. You know, they had their mulligan year with the offense. That's all you can call it is a mulligan. But but you're on the team. Again, on the on team number one, dog leg right, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> put it in the fairway. Put it in the fairway. And they will. I think they probably will. That's why they're going after McCord. Um, if, if the answer had been, well, let's go get Sam Levitt and have him and Chubb and Heinrich compete for the starting job and we'll see who wins. We're going to run it a little, and we're going to throw it a little, and we're going to rely on the, you know, this and that. Maybe it'd be one thing, but 
No, they know. I think they know what they've got to do, and, and it's not going to be, um, it's not going to be easy. But you know, I think they're trying. This is this is an attempt. They only get McCord for one year, though. So if you're going to do this for one year, who's the, who's the guy that's coming in after that? Who you're going to rely on after that? I, I don't know. Sam, you, you mentioned kind of expanding out to the 12 teams, and, and I look at the teams just outside of that range. I look at an Arizona at 14. I look at a, a Louisville at 15, an NC State at 18, an Oklahoma State at 20. And, and I look at that, and I, I think to myself, okay, is it crazy to think if the McCord thing works out that Nebraska's in that range next year? It's not. No. The schedule The schedule would tell you it's possible. The schedule says it's possible. Um, the first half of it, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's not It's not impossible. That's, that's, that's within the realm. you got to win. You know, I think, again, we can be pretty realistic about this. You have to win at least nine yep. and preferably ten to be in that conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, an eight and four team would have a hard time getting at it um so you know you got to find those wins in there but yeah i mean i think there's there's certainly components of this team that make it possible they'll have enough players back on defense i don't have the back the, the final five games in front of me but obviously the final five are hard and and, and very challenging yeah it's some order of ucla usc ohio state wisconsin iowa yeah that's you know and that's it's- not the hardest it could be um, I wouldn't want to play Oregon next year. I think Oregon's going to be – I watched quite a bit of Oregon this year mm-hmm. and quite a bit of Washington um, with them joining the league. And I, I knew I know UCLA. I've watched Chip Kelly for years. Mm-hmm. That's not the hardest schedule you can have. I wouldn't want to mess with Oregon over the next three to five years. I mm-hmm. think they're going to be really, really – their roster is terrific. Their coaching needs to improve, but their roster is outstanding. Um, so, you know, I mean, yeah, it's – it's manageable. It's fun, right? Like, it's interesting to, to, to ponder this stuff because uh, McCord obviously has a lot to prove. Mm-hmm. He, he's got a lot that he wants to prove based on, you know, what what happened at Ohio State. You know, they got great media covering that program there. They're, they really understand their team. And, and I think nobody was super sold on McCord all season long. And I think, you know what, that's a byproduct of? That's a byproduct of how good the quarterbacking has been there prior to his arrival. Mm-hmm. Because if you put on the film of Kyle McCord and then you go put on the film of you know Kent Graham or Joe Germain <laughs> or and pick a name from Craig the Kenzel, yeah, he, he fits. He he uh, he sizes up well to the names that I just mentioned. Like he's he's more than capable of being Joe Germain mm-hmm. or or yes or Craig yes uh, yes. He's he's a Jim Tressel Eric quarterback, uh, and what what has changed in that program is that they had, and I mean I've got a love hate affair with Justin Fields, but Justin Fields is really talented, for phenomenal sure. college quarterback. Yeah, and he's talented, really. Yes, um, especially when he's got time to throw. Um, but Stroud and and Fields and even Haskins, the late Dwayne Haskins, was had you know things tools that McCord doesn't have, and so. Um, you know, but as a college quarterback, I mean, Iowa would love to have. I mean, Iowa would take him tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have their own guy, Cade McNamara. But uh, so you know, I mean, there's there's a lot of things about this kid that are very quality, and he's going to have a lot. He's going to be very motivated. 
mm-hmm. uh, coming out of a place that I think kind of kind of ran him off. And you know, I think I think he probably feels like really well, I didn't have that bad of a season, and and I had to endure a lot of criticism. Um, Ryan Day, when when in reality, you know, there's there's things about your team that aren't as good as they were when you took it over, and that's absolutely true too. Ryan Day's done a, a fine job, but he hasn't he has not replenished Urban Meyer's talent uh, along the offensive side of the ball, and so you know, McCord will have a lot to prove. Nebraska's got to convince him that 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 they're the right spot for him. They're going to have to he's going to have to meet the receivers. Julian Fleming's probably going to have to like the place too. So there's a lot of variables involved. Sam McEwen from the Omaha World Herald. Sam, good stuff this morning. We appreciate your time as always. Take care. Thanks, Sam. That's Sam McEwen from the Omaha World Herald. Yeah. uh, I'm wondering if you get Kyle McCord, Mm -hmm. does that put Nebraska right in the middle of the pack next season amongst all Big Ten teams? Are you closer to the top? Are you kind of in between the top and the middle? Because I don't think you're below the line. That's an interesting question. Let's tackle that next here on Herd Sports Radio.